Daniel 11 and verse 32. It's the second part just of this verse as our text tonight. Daniel 11 and verse 32. The Bible says, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Father, we pray that you would bless your word, anoint your word, speak to us tonight, Lord, though we be few in number, Lord, we serve a great God. Lord, we pray that you would speak to our hearts as we look into another year, another year of your grace that you have brought us through. But Lord, we pray that we'd look a little higher than the enemies, the powers of darkness, the men that are waxing worse, and we would see this great God high and lifted up and seated upon your throne. And Lord, would you do a work in our hearts tonight that we go forth in faith and victory, believing God for exploits in the year ahead. We ask it all tonight in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's take our seats together. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You know, I, I believe that <clears throat> there are quite a number of people, I don't know the percentage, I wouldn't want to guess, but there are quite a number of people today in church life that worship a God that is a God simply of, uh, in their understanding of history. But we serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He has not changed. And you know, we will find out an awful lot about who we are and the church of Jesus Christ when we face the giants that we are now currently facing in our nation. How do you know if somebody knows their God? You'll find out if they know their God when they face the giants, the obstacles, and the trials of life. In Numbers chapter 13, I'm just referring to it, but I will turn into Numbers 14 in a moment. We read of that great account where God's people uh, were sent in, those 12 spies are sent into that land, and they, they were to spy out the land that the Lord had given them, and they were to bring back a report. And I want to put to you tonight, I believe this, that before ever that Joshua and Caleb entered into that land, they already had a good report. It was just that the giants were necessary to provoke or to bring forth the faith that they had in their God. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse 21, after the report is returned, we read there, if you want to follow it, Numbers 14 and verse 21, the Lord says, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times, those ten spies that brought back that evil report and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. In verse 24 it says these words, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. 
I want you to know tonight that the people that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. The word exploits is heroic acts. That's what it means. A people that know their God and be strong shall do heroic acts of faith. I believe that the field and the stage is set. When I read the Word of God, it seems as though, because it's a living Word, that it's breathing out the life of faith. And it's littered with men and women who knew God, who believed God, who acted on what they believed. And God, in His great glory and great majesty, showed Himself strong on their behalf. If ever there was a day that this world needs to see a demonstration of God through His people, it's right now and it's today. If ever there was a time, and it is the most exciting time to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, to belong to the body of Christ, to be called to the kingdom for such a time as this. If ever there was a time for us to step out and to believe God for great things in these days, it is actually now. What we're going to find out in the days in which we're living is really those who know God, those who really know God, not know about God, not talk about God, not just sing about God or preach about God, but there's going to be a people that know their God. The giants that are coming that we are going to face, and we are facing them at this present time, will only produce a people or produce in those people a people that truly know their God. The opposition that we are going to experience and are experiencing are going to produce in us in the year 2022, by God's grace, the faith that we have in God. That's why giants come into your life. That's why trials come. That's why that you are tested. That's why you'll go through difficult times. That's why the storms of life come. What it produces in us is whether or not we're fully trusting in the Lord or whether we're trusting in the arm of flesh. I believe in this arm that many have been trusting in the flesh and a field in that storm. But God is not finished with us, even though we have failed, because He is faithful. But we are, going to, we are going to experience again in this year an increase of activity, particularly within the realm of the demonic and a supernatural outpouring in these days. And the church of Jesus Christ, the true church of Jesus Christ, will rise up to meet the task as it always has done because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, we read there of this amazing story of Goliath and David. But I want to say to you again, long before David marched onto the field that day to see that giant, long before he got there, David already knew his God I'm as strong and would do exploits. When the Philistines seen David in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 42, 
That giant looked at David in his weakness and his frailty, this ruddy child, this young man. But that Goliath looked down at David and it says that he disdained him because he was young, he was ruddy, he was of fair countenance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you would come to me with staves? And the Philistine began to curse David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, I'm going to give your flesh to the fowls of the earth and the beasts of the field. Goliath was some boy. He was some pup. He was someone that disdained the man of God, this young man David. But in that moment, that provoked something in David that was already there. I want to encourage you, saints, tonight that no matter what this year is going to hold, I want to tell you that you will face giants, that you will have storms, that you will have trials, but this is only going to produce what's in you, and that's a faith in a God that never fails. David said in verse 45, he said to the Philistine, Thou come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the earth and the wild beasts of the earth, that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Brothers and sisters, we are facing tremendous times in the history of mankind. We are in an hour that, that has not been seen before. We are in a time of great turmoil, confusion, darkness, fear, pestilence, famine, wars, and rumors of wars. And we are going to face great giants, not only nationally, but in each of our lives. Know when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith upon the earth. This is the most exciting time to be a Christian. This is the most, most exciting time to be called into the family of God and to stand up for Jesus Christ. There is no greater privilege on this planet than to be a Christian in the hour in which we're living. We are going to witness and are witnessing an advancement of the powers of darkness, namely from that system that is rising before us it's a world structure. It's a Babylonian structure. And it is an antichrist structure. But that gives great way for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up and be the church. The Bible tells us this is what's going to happen. And this is why we need to move away from a God just in the history books. We need to come in again to know that He's a God of today. He's a God of miracles. He's a God of the supernatural. He's a God that's above all powers, all principalities, all devils and all kingdoms. He is the Almighty God. We must come away that He's just a God of the history books. But He's alive today and He's alive in me. 
The Bible tells us that this system that we're looking at in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 9 will have a manifestation of power, the working of Satan with signs and lying wonders. There'll be a supernatural outpouring of wickedness, signs and lying wonders. In Revelation chapter 13, again it says there that there will be miracles that will be manifested, supernatural acts from this Babylonian kingdom. In Matthew 24, Jesus said in verse 24 that there will be false Christ, false prophets that will show great signs and wonders to deceive even if it was possible the very elect. Paul said that there will be false apostles, deceitful workers transforming themselves Listen carefully, this is what the scripture says, into the apostles of Christ. But he says, do not marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing, he says, that his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. The last of the last days will be an age of the supernatural. These giants will appear. It is an age of intellectualism. It is the age of gross depravity. It is the age of the manifestation of the powers of darkness. But our text says that they that do know their God shall be strong, not physically, but they will be strong and what will they do? They will do exploits. That's what the Bible says. The man that penned these words, and I thought Hassan was going to preach this the other night. The man that penned these words in Philippians 3 and 10. He said that I might know him and the power, that is the, the dynamis, the dynamite power of the resurrection. I want to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. That's his cry from his heart. The fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. This same man who was formerly Saul of Tarsus, who met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, was wonderfully born of the Spirit of God and filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us in his own testimony that through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God that from Jerusalem round about onto Elocrim, which is modern-day Albania, that's 1,000 miles that he traveled full of the Holy Ghost and demonstrated the kingdom of God with mighty signs and wonders and by the power of the Spirit of God. They that know their God shall be strong and they will do heroic acts of faith, not because they're great, because they know that their God is great. Forty days these spies spied out that land. They came back, they succumbed to the unbelief. They succumbed to the giants. They succumbed to the impossibility. You remember Jesus was in that wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and He overcame Him, that is the devil, by the power of His Word. But these spies succumbed to the temptation 
of the giants that they seen in that land. They came out of that wilderness, out of that land after spying out that land, and they were conditioned by what they seen. Brothers and sisters, most of this world around us today, 90 to 95 or even 98% are being conditioned by what's happening around us. But we need our eyes anointed tonight. We need our hearts touched afresh by the power of the Holy Ghost. We need to look up tonight and see one. There's a man up in the glory and his name is Jesus. He's defeated the powers of darkness and hell. He's triumphed over our enemy. And he has given us the power of the Holy Spirit tonight to rise up. This is the truth of God's Word. The men and the women. It does not say intellectual men. It does not say great men. It does not say people that have a great education. If you do, thank God for it. But he simply says the men and the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. These men went in and brought back that evil report. But the men that seen the giants, this is what they said. They said, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. We've seen the children of Anak, that's the giants there. The Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites. We've seen all the impossibilities. We are not able to go up and possess. But two men returned in the power of the Spirit. And they brought a good report because before they ever went in to spy out the land, they already had a good report. They knew their God. They knew who He was and they believed in Him. Could I tell you, friends, tonight before this year begins, I want to encourage every one of you to get into a new place with God. I want to encourage you to get to know God. I want to encourage you to cry from your heart, Lord, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, I don't want to just trumple through this life talking about God, but I want to know this God and I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want you to fill me with the Holy Ghost and power. Lord, I want to be a witness for you. Lord, I want you to use me to save souls. Why not pray that prayer? Lord, make me a soul winner in 2022. Lord, may there be many brought into the kingdom. May our loved ones be saved. May our families be united. May the church be filled with the glory of God. May hearts be touched. May those that are oppressed with drink and drugs and immorality be be set free. May you fill your house with souls that are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. He's not a God of the yesterday. He's a God of the present. He's the God of today. And so there's a prayer that goes up from the depths of our hearts that we might know Him. They knew this God before ever they went in to that land. They knew God. Caleb and Joshua knew God. The giants only manifested what they already believed, that our God is able. The trials that you're going to face in this year is simply going to produce what you have in you. How do you know if someone knows God? You know that they know that they know their God when they face the trials. 
But often they don't know it themselves, that they do know God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because God has been in their lives. They've walked with God. They love the Lord. Then when the trials come, that's when there's a supernatural, abundant grace of God that lifts them up and brings them through because they know God. There's trials that are coming, saints. There's difficulties that are coming. There's storms that are coming. There's giants that are coming. Listen, I'm not a prophet of doom and gloom. I might sign it. But I'm real to tell you tonight we're going to face giants in 2022. But the reason they're there are to be slain. These men believe God. They knew who He was. They knew He was the Almighty Creator. They knew that He has created all things. They knew that by Him that is Christ, the things that are in heaven and the things that are on the earth, the things that are visible and the things that are invisible, the thrones and the dominions and the principalities and the powers, they knew that all things were created by Him and all things were created for Him. That He was before all things. And listen to this. That by Him all things consist. You're sitting in this room tonight. Whether you're a believer or not, the reason you can sit here, the reason that you've walked in here, the reason that you breath in your body, the reason that you're able to communicate, the reason that we're able to sit in this hall is because by the Almighty power, everything consists. Oh, I'm here because I wanted to come or I didn't want to come. I'm going to tell you, friends, you're here and everything is happening tonight because Almighty God makes it all happen and holds it by His great power. They knew that this was the Almighty God that they served. They knew as a nation, as a people, as Israelites, they knew that they were born. Their nation, listen to this, Caleb and Joshua knew this, but they knew that their nation was born out of a barren womb of a 90-year-old woman. They knew that their birth was supernatural. Church of Jesus Christ, those that are born of the Spirit, it's a supernatural thing to be born again. It's not a religious thing. It's not that you sign your name on a piece of paper. You're born of the Spirit of the living God. They knew that their nation was born out of a woman who was 90 years old. When Abraham heard it in Genesis 17 and 17, we find him lying on his face and he's laughing. And he's saying in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 and Sarah that is 90? Have you ever heard such a thing? But out of that barren womb, an entire nation was born. See, that's why before they ever went in to see the giants, that they knew their God and they were strong. We know in this room tonight, if you're saved, that you have been born supernaturally by the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave. We know that we're born, that we've been translated from the power of darkness into the kingdom of His own dear Son. We know tonight supernaturally that we're seated with Christ 
in heavenly places. We know that our names are written in heaven. We know that we're saved by the power of a living God and we're kept by His power and we possess a divine nature. It is an awesome thing to be saved. And because of that knowledge, they knew. They knew their God and they were strong. They knew that they had just been delivered by the greatest military force on the planet. They had witnessed it. They had seen it. They had seen the mighty miracles in the hand of God. But Joshua and Caleb had not forgot it. Do you know what tells us in Exodus chapter 14? That Pharaoh took 600 chosen chariots. Do you remember what's coming out of Egypt? Was anything up to one to two million people? Slaves. They had been through the most awful time. Pharaoh had, had increased their burdens and, 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 and put hardship upon them. But out of Egypt comes these slaves, malnourished and broken and beaten. They've taken all the treasures of Egypt with them. And now they're walking out of Egypt by the mighty hand of God. Now as they get down to that Red Sea, the Bible says that he took 600 chosen chariots. The chosen chariots was the royal guard. Josephus tells us this was the royal guard. Their chariots had three men in every chariot, one driver and two combatants. Four horses, 600 chariots. This was like the, the F-35s of, of the day, if you like. Chasing after the, the, the slaves, the God's chosen people. Then it says, and all the chariots of Egypt and the captains over every one of them. Verse 9 says, the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and they overtook them at the shore. Josephus says that this was 50,000 horsemen and 200,000 footmen that they were pursuing after God's people. And God, this great God, opened that Red Sea. How many people know that's a truth? You know, they're talking about it never happened. There's no record of it. It's a fantasy. It's a fairy tale. Could I tell you something? This Bible tells me it happened, and I believe it happened. Then that great sea opened. They did not go through in wetland or water up to their ankles. The Bible tells me they went through on dry ground. They marched through on dry ground, through that great seabed, and they stood on the banks of the Red Sea. It says in verse 24 to verse 14, I want to read it to you. It came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. I, I pray, you can pray this. You can pray that the Lord would trouble the host of the Egyptians. Trouble the host, the enemies of God. And it says, and took off their chariot wheels that they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Can I tell you friends tonight, the Lord's going to fight our battles. He's going to fight your battles. Go into every battle knowing that the Lord our God is going to fight the battles for us. 
The battle's not yours, but the battle is the Lord. But in verse 27, I want you to get this. Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. The sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. The Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all of the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as, listen to this, one of them. Do you know what I believe just happened at that moment? This is just an insert. Honestly, I know it's not in the Bible, but I want to tell you what I think happened. Just my thought. When we get to heaven, if I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm sorry. But this is what I thought. When that sea just collapsed over that great army. You know when something like that happens, they talk about great, like the Titanic and so forth, when they went down. See, just after they plunge onto the water, there's a moment of silence. And I can see all of Israel standing on that bank. And come with me for a moment. I know it's not there. But I'll take you to what is there in a second. But I can see them all standing there looking over that great sea. And that massive and great army has completely been obliterated by the mighty hand of God. It tells us in Exodus 15 and 1. Then sang Moses. I mean, he just... This was the moment. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song. And we sing it sometimes. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Their horse and their rider he has cast in or thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name. I tell you, friends, what a day that was. What a moment in the history of Israel that was. And in amongst that great crowd, there was a couple of young men standing there. One was called Caleb. And another was called Joshua. They seen the mighty hand of God. They seen the great victory of the Lord. Can you imagine it? Friends, can you imagine it? I know it might be difficult for our religious minds and set up today, but you can see them standing on that bank and you can see Moses beginning to sing that song. I'm going to tell you, friends, they must have danced up and down those banks. They must have rejoiced. But can I tell you something? So much greater has happened in your life if you're saved. He's lifted you out of the Mary clay. And my God, tonight, friends, we have something to tell this world. We have a song in our hearts that the world didn't give us. They're miserable tonight out there. But don't be miserable in here. You're saved. Amen. Here we see in Exodus 14.31, Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done. Now I look around this room tonight. I tell you, friends, I look at the great work that the Lord has done in lives all across this room. I look at lives that have been transformed by the power of God. I look at lives tonight that they don't know how, and we don't know how except for the grace of God. He's brought them through some of the darkest trials of their lives. But they that know their God shall be strong, and they'll do exploits. 
I look around this room tonight and see the potential of God and lives in this room. Our young people and our old people. Moses was 80. It's not over. Don't hang it up, friends. Don't put the slippers on and say we're just waiting on God coming. It's time to preach the gospel. They believed the Lord and his servant Moses. You see, when Caleb and Joshua went in to spy out the land, they didn't wait till they got there to bring a good report. They already had one. They already had one. Why? Because the people that know their God, that know Him, shall be strong and they shall do exploits. We look into this year. I want to challenge you, but I want to ask you, friends, do you know God? That might be a strange thing to say to a church, but church, I'm really saying it to you because I believe this is off the Lord. Do you know God? Do you know Him? Not about Him, but do you know this God? Do you really know Him? Let me ask you a second question. Do you want to know Him? You're in this room and you're not saved. And maybe you come in and out and just do the church thing and go through the rituals of church, but do you want to know God? I mean, do you really want to get to know God? I'm going to tell you, friends, the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life is to get to know God. The greatest thing that ever has happened to me is that I know God. Tonight I know Him. I don't know about Him. I know Him. I was taught, thank God, about Him as a young boy. But they knew this, that it had to come a point in my life that I know Him personally myself. Do you know God? Friends, I want to tell you something. The church, in a general sense, will put parameters in you on the limitations of what God will do through your life. Let me ask you a question. I've been asking this of a few people over the past few months. Are the days of David's mighty men over? Are the days of David's mighty men over? Can I tell you something? I don't believe it's over for a second. Are the days of Mooner over? Are the days of Amy Carmichael over? Are the days of Evan Roberts over? Are the days of the Smith Wigglesworths over? I don't believe for a second they're over. And God's looking for a few people to get to know Him. Because they that know their God, listen, they're going to be strong. In church, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. But not only strong, we need to see again people do heroic acts of faith that this world will look upon and know that that's not them, but that's the God that they serve. Do you want to know Him? I'm going to tell you, friends, I believe that Hassan shared on Friday night it was the heart of what this message is tonight. I want to know God. I want to know Him. I really want to get to know Him. How does that happen? You're sitting here tonight and you're saying, well, I know God, but, but how do we get to know Him? I believe it's very simple. It's not really that complicated. Do you know what it is to get to know God? 
It's just coming with an honest heart. It's coming with a desire. And it's laying down all what we think. That's a hard part there. Laying down everything of what we want, what we think, what our ambitions are, what our plans are, what our ideas and what our... Just laying all them down and saying, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, would you fill me with the power of your spirit for this year? And Lord, whatever you have for me, I'm willing to do it, but I'll do it with all my might. Keep your hand on the ply and let's keep going forward for the Lord. I want to know God. Do you want to know God? I want to know him more. You can never, you can never exhaust knowing him, but I do want to know him more. Do you? They that know their Lord are going to be strong and do exploits. I can tell you, friends, I believe the field is set. Just like that day when David came up, he wasn't even thinking he was going to do anything because he was only there to deliver the pack lunch. See how God works? See how God works? He wasn't even planning it. He was just delivering the sandwiches. And then he seen the giant and he says, who's this fella? He knew who he was by the end of it, or Goliath knew who he was. Are you willing to serve God? Know God? Give your life to him? Be filled with him? Friends, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost for this year. They'll be strong. That's the power of the Spirit. And they'll do exploits for him.